I'm sitting here at the brewer's table with the SS Pit crew, plus a few extra guys. We got Luis Rivas, we got Chris, a.k.a. CMG512, uh, Justin, a.k.a. Aggie Bells, Robert Sierra, and Brian Gonzalez, the, uh, the main duo. AKAs. Well, everyone knows Bry the Barbecue Guy and SS Pit Crew. Come on. Okay. True. Got to use True. the mic. There you go. There it is. Pick them up. Talk to them. Let's make friends. What's up? What's up, Yoni? Good to be on the best barbecue show again. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be on the best barbecue show. It's an honor and a privilege. Hey, it's my it's my honor. You guys, uh, you guys really know how to cook and. Uh, we need to make more situations where, you know, you get to be guests of places because y'all have all the gear. I mean, they they have pits here this time, but y'all got La Maquina and all kinds of things to cook on. So you, know, you need to worry about that, right? I'd love to take my pit, you know, elsewhere. Any, anywhere else that they needed me to cook, I'd love to bring it out and showcase it. It's a great pit made by Sonny Moberg on Sonny uh, Moberg Smokers. And so... It, you know, you you didn't start with a Moberg. You started with a lot of other things. What, what was the journey like getting to, you know, the big insulated, you know, powerhouse? It was up and down. I mean, you, you learn your pit, man. I mean, any pit you have, you, you got to love it. So every pit I had, I, I learned it and I loved it. And, every it, you know, it cooked the same as everything else. You just love, you learn it and you love it. Do you have a, uh, do you have a favorite pit or something that you still you know keep around because you like the way it cooks my acorn yeah that, yep. that insulation right oh it's great man holds the heat well you it's got a big awesome. one what'd you say it's awesome yeah uh do you know those guys at acorn or are you just that's the brand you chose tell them a story robert i'm tired of telling that story okay this story goes it, it started all one day back in november we went down to the border and small town Laredo and you know I was bringing on Brian with the SNS pit crew and so I told him hey you I want you to go and do my chicken today because I just want you to cook it without even knowing what he can do but you know I see this in Brian he can cook well he burned my chicken (laughs) or our chicken I'm gonna say our chicken and the pit we were using he brought some pit like what the hell is this like the rack wouldn't even fit on it and stuff but anyways so long story short our our chicken didn't place we're coming home so brian he felt bad so he got online and started looking he found this acorn char griller that was for sale for like 50 bucks nice so he bought it we started cooking on it and and did real good with it so that's how that acorn came about and it's one of the best grills i've ever cooked on myself really and but you don't do any of the slow stuff. You cook more hot but, and fast. Yeah, and it's it's chicken, fajita, steak. I mean that thing's one, what, about nine grand. Yeah, it's one. It's one little bit of money. Over ten for sure. Well, and and you're, you know, you you have a kind of this beautiful spot where you're in because you're in the competition scene, but you also know how to cook great Texas barbecue, which a lot of the guys in competition don't even know how to cook just normal barbecue, right? It did that. Did, did one start the other? Did they both kind of grow together? Because the stuff I see coming off y'all's pits, sometimes it's, you know, this perfect submission, and then sometimes it's like, you know, we're at uh, one of the local barbecue joints. Well, I think for both of us, like, we both started backyard like most people do. So it kind of be like any other barbecue. So we started backyard, and we decided to do competition barbecue, which is a little bit different, and then just... Texas-style barbecue, whatever y'all want to call it. I just call it Robert Sierra Barbecue, SS Pictures, <laughs> what we do. So um, uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, but competition barbecue is a little bit different. It's a one-bite barbecue, and uh, barbecue, like Texas-style barbecue is food you just want to sit down and eat, two or three slabs of ribs, brisket with your friends, have a good time, whatever. Why, why don't you guys open, like, a one-bite barbecue joint? It's like $5 a bite. 
<laughs> we ain't gonna make no money that way. <laughs> or you'll make lots. Maybe make it I, I $10 want, I a want bite. you to eat twenty five dollar bites. So <laughs> we, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, you got you got some guys with you today. You wanna uh, tell us about them? Sure. Well, we got uh, Chris Gonzalez of CMG five one two. How's it going, people? I met uh, Brian and Robert a couple years ago at the uh, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, Aww. and uh, kind of befriended them since then. They've been real good guys, helped me out learning the craft, and uh, I always give a hand whenever I can. They're really good people, man. They're awesome at what they do, but, I mean, even better people at heart. Really Chris, enjoy them. Chris, how'd you get into cooking barbecue? Uh, barbecue for me was just growing up. You know, Dad was always cooking outside. He got to the point where he, he wanted to give it, I guess, the torch to me, so I kind of started there. And uh, meeting these guys kind of lit the fire even more and made me want to do it more and got me a Moberg on order, waiting for it to come through, waiting on you, Sonny. Hopefully uh, December we'll get one. and December 2022? No, yeah. December this year. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Maybe start doing some pop-ups and things like that once I get it rolling. But that's my, my little story there. I like it. I like it. And Justin? Uh, I met Brian actually through Instagram not that long ago, and uh, we just been hanging out a lot, and he's taught me a whole lot of stuff, and Robert's taught me some stuff. They're super nice people, man. Um, just really cool. I mean, I, it's fun. I've, I've learned a lot through Brian, and um, he's really helped me out. And I just started barbecuing in my backyard, I guess, like anyone else. I grew up with it. My dad barbecued all the time, and then... Um, Man, I started in my backyard. I just always had parties. I always had people over. I barbecue a lot for work, just messing around. What, like for just people you work with or what? Yeah, so I, I barbecue um, a lot for our shop. Um, and then uh, I have a lot of customers. I'm in sales, so I barbecue a lot for customers in different events. And I also got like a little gig with uh, one of my friends who has a tube store, Texas State Tube. Shout out to my boy Rich. And then tubes? I kind of cater. Yeah, they float the river like in oh, San Marcos. <clears throat> yeah, tube rentals. So um, I've been doing that for like four years. And uh, I just I just really like barbecuing, man. I just yeah. love to learn. A year ago. I thought you just said you just started a year ago. No, I started like five years ago, four or five years ago. But now I know how to barbecue because Robert teaches me everything. Dang. It's amazing. And then we also have Luis Rivas, who's uh, from Monterey, right? Yeah. Hello, guys. Yeah, I'm here with, uh, thank you first, Brian, Robert, for the invitation. I'm really happy to get to know you, compadre, also. Yeah. So uh, it's always good to, to come here, you know, and, and learn from, from the real stuff. You know, cent Central Texas barbecue style is unique. Uh, it has a unique flavor, and it's always good to come here and, and, and learn from the best. And you cook barbecue in Monterey? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I mean, I started, I mean, I, I cook since I was young, but, you know, carne asada, cabritos, uh, you know, sheep, so all the stuff, whole hogs. But barbecue, like brisket per se, uh, I started uh, around 2012, 2013, because I was uh, working in Laredo, Texas. So uh, I was working for a, a logistics company there. And when I didn't go to Monterey, I stayed in Laredo with my wife and my kid. Was, since we didn't know anyone, and Laredo is a small town. It's a good town, small town, but nothing, you don't have much options to do. So I remember starting to see the Pitmaster show. He said, yeah, I think I, I will give it a try. A try. And, and so I, I bought a smoker, and when I went to Monterey, I spent the weekend just trying to do a brisket, a decent, because, you know, the first maybe five, ten briskets were literally like rocks, and they were very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were like, like, you know, medium rare or something like that. So, but no, no, that was not the, the rule. So uh, from there we started, then we started to come to, to the U.S. to competitions, that's where I met uh, Robert and Brian, also other guys like Tony Bedia, Arnie Tex, uh, Fred Robles. So really nice guys, and, and, and uh, since they were really nice to us and trying to, uh, they were very open to tell us how to do stuff. That be, that gave, gave us confidence to to keep doing this and, and come come with them, ask them about stuff, and now we're here. Yeah, it's all about the barbecue family, right? Yeah, definitely. You're Luis already has a SS Pit Crew shirt on. Yeah, of course. I'm November. <laughs> I stole it from Robert's house today. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, what's the 
you know, Luis, you were cooking breakfast. Everyone else is working on the, the cook for the brewer's table today. Uh, you know, it's so great to have a team. It's so great to have someone who's just cooking for the crew while the crew's cooking for whoever's coming by. Uh, is that, you think you picked that up from competitions? You guys just like to roll deep? How'd that, how'd that start, guys? Come on, Brad. Let me shine. I'm okay. Dead silence. Dead silence. <laughs> Cut for five seconds. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's good. Uh, you know, it, it's, you know, barbecue just brings people together and we all learn. I mean, you know, Luis thinks he's learning from me. I'm learning from Luis. Boom. And, uh, Thank you, man. I, I want to learn their style, open fire cooking and just, you know, on the ground fires and shit, you know. I want to learn the right way. I can do it, but not, you know, I want to learn like, like them. It's, like it's, an asador. It, it, it's a craft. and a, So we learn from each other, and that's why, you know, we don't mind helping people out. You know, like Chris and Justin here, they're out here. that They're helping. They don't mind volunteering, helping, be part of the crew, but they're also hopefully pick up something right. that they might learn something yeah. that they can use later. Thanks. So, uh <clears throat> it just works out for everybody. It helps us. It helps them. It's we're all working together. You know, it's no no shaking here. Nothing. It's just also you you get to to see some similarities between Texas or or, or barbecue and and Mexico with the carne asada because we always say that carne asada brings people together and here barbecue brings people together. So yeah, yeah. so I think <laughs> uh, at the end of the day. We are always trying to look something to 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 make our family happy, our friends happy, to share with with the ones that we care. So that's that works, and I think that's why this is a good match for all because it's the same stuff, same stuff, different style. That's, that's it. Right. In the end, we all want to eat. Yeah, yeah, we're all fat, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like outdoor cooking, you know. It's just it's a different way of doing it, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you cook so in, in Monterey? Do you do you cook like open open fire, like with the you know big mm -hmm. pieces of meat just like kind of hanging? Yeah, I mean we have a lot of styles. We have the like the cabrito is more al, al pastor style. You know, you you hang it and you put the coals below, or we can do it also in the ataúd, which is called Chinese box here, right yeah. in the U.S. Cajachina, and also What's can, that? you put cajachina. Uh, like, yeah, like inside of a box, and you put coils or fire in the top and below, but the carrito or the animals is in the inside, so it's like kind of steam, steam oil. So it's like a no oven. Yeah. Instead of a gas oven, you, yeah, like Dutch, Dutch oven. oven, you put your meat inside, you put your heat on top, and sometimes on the bottom, and it, just, it's, it roasts. Basically, it's just roasted. And so. now when we're doing some crazy stuff, like one of my friends, uh, uh, Tony Carrera, he cooks a whole cow open fire. That's awesome. Like 18 hours. Just like split in half, hanging over the fire? Yeah. Hanging is it on one of those, is it kind of on a rack, like leaning? Yeah, he, he built a structure because, you know, a cow weighs like 200 kilos. Yeah. So he built a special structure to be able to rotate it and everything and keeping fire. Uh, you know, he, he told me that the key is to have a, a strong fire at the beginning so you, you don't get a raw meat and spoiled meat and then just keeping the, the temperature. But it's amazing. It's a... That by itself is a, a another level, right? Because we can do a, a cheap cabrito, but a whole cow, 200 kilos is, is oh, yeah. another level. And Tony another. Cabrera, you can follow him at uh, Chef Palaraza. Yeah. And if we can, well, I might spill the beans here. If we can get the San Antonio Rodeo, let us cook open fire at the rodeo. We might have him there in my spot cooking a whole cow really yeah just get us a cow and we can do we, it we yeah. might do that so if somebody wants to donate a cow we can do it or a bull <laughs> 44 so, farm something let me know we can cook a whole cow is there the any kind of like you just literally put the wood on the ground and hang the, the meat over it there's no yeah. walls there's no reflecting well, the heat or i think he, he puts like some some walls but yeah at a certain point It'll be like you just walk by and you see Jeeper Creepers just hanging right there and you got fire on the bottom. Same difference. Uh, but it must take, I mean, the uh, a cow is, you know, the ribs are much thinner than the butt or the shoulder. Is it, are you are you doing any kind of trimming or you're just? Well, it, I ain't cooked it, but I mean, ain't no different than cooking a whole hog. You know, you butterfly it and you just spread it out there. But he likes to put it sideways, like at a 45 degree angle and put fire on the side and then flips it over. It'd be a spectacle. It'd be a damn good show. Oh, and he keeps lots of the him. fat on too. Yeah, oh, it, yeah, it's just the only thing's missing is the hide in the organs. Everything else there. 
And so, and it was like really tender, really good. Like yeah. after, you know, he take like eighteen. It's just like whole hog, but it's just cow. So and they do the same thing and just kind of pull it and chop it at the end. Yeah, yeah. and those yeah. are tacos, tacos and salsa. That's it. Yeah. I yeah. think Leroy Lewis has done something like that before. Uh, like yeah, but I think he's done a whole beef or something. Here, but, uh, Clay Cowgill's here. Yeah, we Come got Clay from Snows. Pull up here. Come on, Clay here. You, got, you can't talk. Welcome we can't to hear the. You. Welcome to what uh welcome to uh the best barbecue show the best barbecue <laughs> right. show international in the international yeah, right international now <laughs> from Lexington to Monterey of course long distance uh, no. okay, hold it. you want me to hold your mic for you Mike you can interview me Sierra <laughs> you got a question yes sir Clay I would like to know what is in your mop at Snows love <laughs> good answer good answer that's that's what I wanted to hear. It's uh, it looks slow cooked. I know that. It's, it's boiled onions, butter, Worcestershire vinegar, and then one little secret. I know what it is, but I ain't gonna I say either. You, yeah, no, you didn't tell me, but I saw it. I saw it when Tootsie made it early in that morning. You can only see it about four a.m. I was there all night. Remember? Oh, I was. Uh, I'm not supposed to know this. Okay, yeah, never mind. Strike that. I wasn't there. I wasn't uh, there all night. Well, so. You know, Aaron Franklin made a uh, made a master class. A lot of the secrets of barbecue, quote unquote, are coming out. Do you feel like? I mean, the the work takes as much as everything else. Do you feel like uh, it's changed barbecue, or you think it's the same because you still have to do the work to use those two little ingredients or the little secrets or the tricks? Well, I mean, if if you get lucky enough to watch the master class, you might even get to cook on Aaron Franklin pit. Who knows? But, anyways, that might Aaron might get mad. People can start calling him to want to use his pit. But anyways, <laughs> shout out to Aaron Franklin, the man. But uh, you know, you make your barbecue your own. So if you look at his class, which I'm sure is a great video, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're just like his YouTube, but probably a little bit more is disclosed. Uh, you know, you pick up points and tips or if you you don't know what you're doing and i mean that's a good way to go so uh but yeah you you take it you learn and then you want to make it your own sometimes or you just want to be like franklin hell ain't nothing wrong with that he definitely upgraded he upgraded barbecue well and it's not like if you watch the master class it you might still take you a dozen briskets to get it right might take a hundred it all depends on how how quickly you learn i'm I'm still learning cook brisket someone can show you every trick in the book but i mean when it comes to cooking it, it's never going to come out the same. Like you, it, I mean, you want to make it your own too. I mean, you don't, you don't want to copy somebody else. I mean, it's it's more of like a a guideline. You it's know? a guideline. Yeah, it's I mean, a guideline. It's like it's like swimming. You can read all the books about swimming, but until you get into the water, you don't know if you're going to sink or float. Yeah. So barbecue too. You know, you watch all the videos you want. The tools are there. The knowledge is there. It's it's up to you if you can reproduce it. So you know, it still takes a little skill and to do it like we were saying yesterday uh, in barbecue you can use some tools as a guidance as a thermometer or something like that but at the end of the day your 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 touch your, your passion feeling, yeah, your that, love, yeah. That, that's the thing that's going to make the difference and also uh, you can learn to do i can learn the barbecue maybe like, like robert but at the end of the day we're going to be cooking what we like or what is best for for you and for your family you know the flavor profiles are, are different, so each one to, to their own. Yeah, I saw an advertisement for the for his class or whatever, and the most helpful thing I saw on there was he says we're going to teach you how to burn a clean fire. And to me, that was like, well, you can do that, then you can add your own to the meat and do everything else you want. But I think well, I, I think we need well, to get Justin to look at that class then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think think I think a clean fire is like the most important thing of anything. I mean, if you don't know how to make a clean fire, then you're just going to make shit, you know. Well, what you put on it, you know. Doesn't matter what you season your meat with. You have a dirty fire. You ruin it. Yeah. 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 So when you say a dirty fire, you're saying like if you look at the smokestack, the 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 smoke's light, it's blue. It's you could tell this by the smell of the of the wood that it's not. I mean, if I'm saying someone who's never lit a fire before, how would you tell them like two or three of the reasons why, uh, or the ways to identify I, w- I would probably tell him go get me a six pack of beer and sit down i'll, do, I'll, I'll get the fire going <laughs> uh and then are you you know you have to know how to check the wood like uh it's funny because now i can pick up a piece of post oak and i'm like oh this is wet because i know i expect you know a certain weight to it um 
I, I think that's the challenge of barbecue, right? Is the, no matter how many books you read or whatever, until you pick up the wood and light the fire and. Yeah. It's like being a carpenter, man. I mean, you know, you get pretty good at making furniture and stuff. It's just, it's just a hobby, and you become, you master it, you know. Yeah, you know, the book ain't going to tell you, like, the weather's windy, like, right now, or the barometric pressure is low or high, <laughs> or if your wood is wet or if it's Humidity, dry, too. Your pit. So, I mean, it's, it's all guidelines, but you still got to learn when to put the meat on, when to take it off, when to move it or whatever, when to add wood, when not to add wood, when to break the coals, when not to break the coals. It's a... Mm. It's something you just learn from cooking over and over and over and over, and that's the best tool is just practice, 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 which is cooking, cooking, cooking. So, you know, it's just like doing homework at, you know, homeworks, but the reward here is you get to eat your yeah. own homework. Well, it's uh, it's the best kind of school. That's right. <laughs> there's no there's no memorizing and then forgetting. This is all learning, learning, like locking in those. Because you can tell when you see someone who, who knows how to work a fire, you can tell by the way they, they look at it or the way they open the door or the way they play with. Uh, for bar- for barbecue guys, especially Texas barbecue, you can't make big changes. You have to change one thing a little bit and then see what happens because you don't know. You put a too big of a log in there, the pit will go up 50 degrees. Okay, clay agrees. Clay approves. Yeah, clay approves. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's you know it's a lot of variables and uh, you, you just something you learn with time. Uh, it can't be taught or maybe not. You just, got, I mean, if you ain't got the passion for it, you're not gonna pick it up. And uh, so you might want to get a pellet cooker or something, which are great. I <laughs> yeah. recommend a Green Mountain Grill. Ain't nothing wrong with a pellet I cooker. A, I got a trigger. I love it. You know, uh, I got Green Mountain Grills. They just provide a constant, consistent heat, and uh, they're awesome. So if someone can't control a fire, I recommend one of those. I cook on those, too. So, I mean, I cook charcoal. I cook wood. And you, I cook you do turkey. competition on the GMG. I do competition well, huh? on the GMG and win with it sometimes. And, you know, whatever pit we use, you know, I mean, it's just you still got to learn. You still got to know how to cook and you know, I tell Brian, I still keep learning. I'm still learning every day. Uh, I like to hang around with a lot of different people and different cooks. And it's a learning experience all the time, you know. So we just keep learning and learning. The day I die is the day I stop learning. But every day, you know, I, I love the idea of a pellet cooker because it, it makes barbecue more accessible to people. I'm really on the grind to try to learn stick burners. But as someone who's owned a pellet cooker for a while, are there things, uh, you know, there's a lot of pans to change there's are there things that you would like caveats or, or or ways you would say hey if you want to make your pellet cooker last longer or i don't know if there's like things you have to clean or what 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 are some of the things you learn about a pellet cooker after owning one for a while get a shot back get a shot back shot back all your ashes uh, i get mine really dirty so i have to clean it after every cook but i can cook a lot hotter stuff and so i'm always messing with the temperature and raising it up and looking at the meat and lowering it and i just like hitting all the buttons well the good thing about the the new gmg prime is that they have uh these doors too so you can just vacuum all the ashes from without oh, yeah. the, without the need of taking yeah. everything yeah. yeah so that that's a huge plus and like also, a little door in it yeah it's, yeah it's got a little trap door kind of like the new fuel cells on your car where you just take the nozzle you don't even take off a fuel cap no more yeah it's got a little trap door like that, like a little dog oh. dog walk or whatever you call them, little trap door. And you stick your hose in there and vacuum it out and pull it out. Um, so, yeah, it is one of them good things. But, yeah, they're great. And I don't know how we got onto pellet cookers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're here at the brewer's table with Brian, the barbecue guy, as he's cooking some good food on a Aaron Franklin pit. Beautiful pit, cooking like a dream. And then... Of course, Brian, we're waiting for him to get back on the interview, but he's tending <laughs> to the fire and checking his corns right now. He's just throwing it over. So, uh, I mean, he should people, be back in a minute. For people who don't know, you know, how how do you describe, like, Brian has just a a focus, you know? He, he's just always kind of looks serious as soon as he sits down. You got you to talk to him for a minute to get that smile back. Yeah, you know, Brian, you know, when I first saw Brian cooking and stuff, and, you know, I saw something in Brian that, like, I need to have this guy with me, you know, and... Uh, He's got a good, uh, hard work ethic, real good guy. Uh, I just love everything about him. He's like my son, and his nice. son I didn't ever have. So uh, he's a good, hard worker. So, shit, I can sit down and do interviews or take pictures 
while he's taking care of everything, you know. So, but now nah, I, mean, I try to help him out all I can, and and he's good. So it's just uh, he, he's gonna go far in this barbecue game. Ah, uh, did you guys bring that shovel? It's got like a metal handle. Yeah, we brought the shovel. We brought the propane starter. You know, Sasa thinks it. He's coming here. Everything's gonna be ready, but you know you can't leave without your stuff because you always right. gotta be ready. You know you gotta make sure in case something's missing, you're ready to go. If we would have showed up, if we would have showed up with none of that stuff, we're probably still trying to start that fire, you know. But but he comes prepared, so I mean that's uh that's nothing. Like you know, even though they tell you we got everything, you still want to bring your necessities so you know that you can do what you got to do. Torch the fire, good shovel. I think the shovel they have here they use inside, so it's got a real short handle. Right, right. So, yeah, you know, it's just it's just like, you know, a plumber, a carpenter, you want to use your own tools, man. It's like uh, yesterday we did a nice event, a uh, backyard barbecue at a friend Lerma's house, and uh, Ronnie Killen came. He came to do uh, burgers and french fries, and I told him, oh, he's got a outdoor grill and a, a disc he can cook it. He goes, no, I I cook on my stuff. That's I know what it is, and and I, I respect for that. So the man drove, brought all his fryers and his grill, cooked his burgers, and they were amazing. Though I ain't gonna lie. So what, it was so a grill or a, a plancha or what? No, he brought a a flat top iron. Uh, nice. I mean, um, what do you call those? The plancha. Well, the thing that Ryan, Ronnie plancha. brought. Yeah, yeah plancha. He bought you know, and he brought a fryer and cooked these awesome burgers with truffle and all kinds yeah. of good stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're real good. So. You know, him too, like, he brings his own tools because, it's, you know, you used to, you know, he's like you, you want to bring your own mics. So I say, Yoni, come do an interview at our house. I got all the mics. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to show up with your mics because, you know, you, you know what you got. So, you know, you want to well, use your own tools. And so, like Brian, he, he came with his shovels, with his torch, and just in case they didn't have it here or whatever, you know, his own grill brush, you know, the well, essentials. And y'all are, y'all are seasoned in that because you run a rig when you do a competition. Everything's got to be, you can't. You can't be leaving because sometimes, like at San Antonio, it's a, it might be a 15-minute walk just to leave the premises, and then your car is probably another 20 minutes away on some shuttle. So, like, once you land, you got to have everything. You can't be running HEB every hour, you know? That's right. Now, you got to be prepared, and you got to be prepared for everything. You know, it's the weather, your meats, you know, you might have some meat spoil or just whatever, man. You just got you to make your work like Arnie Tech says. Just make your work. Get it done. Yeah, I've been I've been watching this this guy Arnie. Uh, where's he out of? Arnie's uh from New York City. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, actually, I think he's from Edinburgh. He's from the Texas. Valley. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no he's uh, he's uh, he's from the Valley. Uh, real good guy. Uh, in fact, he's having a class in Laredo this weekend. Yeah. He's uh, doing an online class, right? I saw yeah, some kind of preview. Start, for... He's gonna start doing an online class. So y'all need to look him up, Arnie Tex and. Learn a lot of good information from him off the internet. Um, I guess it's kind of like one of them Franklin video type things, yeah. you know. But hey, is uh, he I'm uh, sure some good stuff to learn? Does he have a certain style he likes to cook? I, I just see him. He looks like he's got a great energy on Instagram. Yeah, so. he likes to cook a winning style. <laughs> from what I know, I mean, he likes to just he, cook a winning. Does he style. do a lot of competitions? He does yes. a lot. Of, well, he used to do a lot. He slowed down now because he's doing more uh, competition. He's got some stuff he's got to take care of. For, uh, for right now, um, and uh, but I think he he's gonna start getting back into competition soon again. Uh, once uh, he he gets taken care of some stuff, and uh, he'll be back. And uh, right now he's just doing classes and stuff. And yeah, still staying in the game. And what's what's up with SS Pit Crew? What you guys got a, a schedule for uh, the rest of the year? Or are you kind of cruising? Well, I want to focus more on pop-ups and stuff all around San Marcos and this area. So For sure. It's like a competition, except you always win. I'm, I'm selling all my pits. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> the retirement of Robert Sierra, live. Let's put an ice cream Here. shop. That's yeah. Oh, that would be killer, too. Ice cream. What's that? Uh, Manganadas, man. Right now, we can use that. Now, nah, you know, we're um, looking to get another pit build uh, soon, sometime. I don't know. Uh, waiting on Sonny Moberg, you know. Uh, course like everybody else we all gotta wait uh who knows we might come out with a, another machina 2.0 yeah uh, we might come out with i don't know we'll see the only time would tell those machinas uh but yeah you know i'm i'm doing less competition now uh trying to do more demos um stuff like this help brian whatever uh just any other things maybe try to do little classes uh 
uh, we're going back to Mexico a couple of more times to go promote awesome. Green Mountain Grills over there, do some demos down there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of changing track right now. So um, we'll do competition still. We'll still do, like, the San Antonio Rodeo, Austin yeah. Rodeo. You got, every time you win, few. you got to go back, right? You can't, like, yeah. leave after you win. San Antonio is just something about San Antonio that we just love cooking. The rodeo is just, uh, just a good time over there. So, um uh, I'll be in Lubbock here at the end of August at the Raider Red Meats uh, cook-off over there. We're doing a throwdown over there. And, um, and then we got maybe the IBCA cook-off, right, the showdown. And then just we got some other stuff filled in that we'll be just tuning in to SSP crew and yeah. get this. You'll be announcing everything? Yeah, sometimes. You got, you got any new sauces or rubs coming out? Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, now you also are known, both of y'all are known not only for the La Maquina, but the gear, the, the cool aprons you have, the knives, uh, is that stuff you collected over time or are those people you meet throughout the events? You know, they give you gear and you use it and you like it, you just keep using it and yeah, I guess you collect it all. I mean, Robert has more gear than I do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, uh, what do you see when, when... Like, you get a lot of gear, obviously, because you're a known pit master. But at the same time, is there gear out there you're still kind of like, oh, I need one of those, or I'd love this kind of apron, or I'd love this, you know. We all have a big hat collection, although I think Robert just has that one hat. I love hats. I mean, <laughs> but Robert's hat collection is pretty, pretty broad, huh? Yeah. I got a lot of hats, man. Uh, I just I just collect them, so. I wear them sometimes, you know, just uh, but I'll wear my hat most of the time. Uh, Do you have more than one of those black hats? Yes, I got a couple. Uh, In fact, I'm getting ready. This one's going back to Texas Hatters. I was going to take it back last week, well, just during the week, but then Brian said we were doing this. I said, well, I better keep my hat one more week. And uh, But it's going back to the shop. I'm going to get a new top put on this half-breed. It's a straw, uh, straw crown and a felt brim. I was going to say, it's like two materials. Yes, yeah, two different hats to make one, so... Uh, you know, I got the protection from the felt and then the coolness of the the straw hat on top. And the guy at Texas Hatters is like a real character. Oh, yeah. David Anthony Torres over there, the Master Hatters. He's a, it's a dying, um, what do you call it? It's a, a tradition that's going yeah. away. Like, you know, old school. I mean, they build your hats. They roll them out. It's just awesome stuff over there that they got going on. So, um yeah, David does all my hats. He's got my other felt hat over there right now. He's cleaning. Uh, nice. And so, yeah, he, I got several hats from him, so he does great work. Do you uh, – there's also – I mean, there's guys in L.A. now making hats, so it's not dying completely, and he's doing tons of uh, movies and famous people too, right? Oh, yeah, he does. I mean, he does. he's done Kevin Costner. He does a lot of, like, all the UT band, all the white hats you see at UT. They're his hats. Uh uh, he Stevie Ray Vaughan, they, the presidents. I mean, Manny Gamage started really? it all back then. They, I mean, they top the best is what they say. That's third. So I guess that's why I'm wearing one. Is David by himself <laughs> in there, or he's got some guys too? Does Does he have a crew? Uh, David got his wife Joella, uh, Manny's daughter, uh, and then they got their kids now. Uh, they're taking it up, so they're still doing it. You know, they still got a lot of the old. I mean. All the stamps and dies or whatever, the tools from, like, I mean, 1900s, 1800s, I don't know, some old stuff over there. Really? And, it's, and they still use them. It's, a, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I need, to, uh, I need to get over there. And It's not really barbecue, but uh, I think he's got a great story to uh, tell. It's a great story over there, and it's a great time. But uh, here, anything else we want to do, Brian? This, this is Brian's time right here, man. He's, yeah, uh, man. I'm going a few words, what, you know. What, what, <laughs> tell, tell us what you got going on here today, Brian. I'm cooking some, uh, some quarter chickens. I'm cooking uh, some some roasted corn and some fire uh, firebox potatoes, and I'm I'm cooking uh, what else am I cooking? Oh, I'm making some mango nalas for a dessert. Pretty good stuff. What's Special a firebox potato? Uh, you just put in the firebox for a little bit, get it real soft, and pull it out. Oh, so you're doing like that caveman style cooking? You throw the baked potato right on the coals? Yeah, it's hot and fast. Just get it done. 
Like right. we do it in Monterrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, so this ain't nothing new. Are you saying this is nothing new, Luis? <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is good, but yeah. But I got Luis and Ruben making the tomatillo sauce. Tomatillo sauce, yeah. yeah they roasting all the tomatillos and stuff. Made breakfast for Ru us. Ruben wake up at 4 a.m. to go to the farm, pick up the tomatillos oh, himself. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And tortas and cafe <laughs> de olla. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, that coffee was I'm good. Look, Clay found the coffee. Me. That's yeah. some good coffee. <laughs> you like that coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me see. Can you say, say, say what you said? I said, holy shit, this coffee's good. <laughs> because we know that sometimes you go to a, a competition or something, and you spend all day, and then it's 4 p.m. Hey, we can't even, even taste anything all day. So the best way to start a day is with a good breakfast and a good coffee, man. Thank is you it, for that breakfast and coffee. is great. Yeah, thank you. Is it brown sugar? What do you What do you put in there? Honestly, I don't know, because I actually just pick from stuff. I just put... Some I I think say lies. Yeah, no, we, we that's the best the sugar, sugar, sugar the cinnamon, which is canela, and the coffee. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. No milk or anything. There's no nutmeg or other spices. No, you can put some instead of piloncillo. You can use honey also. It gives a good a good flavor. What's where's piloncillo come from? Piloncillo, I think it's like kind of a, a, yeah, a sugar. In Mexico, it's like a, a candy you can use. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just crush it and you can put it into the coffee. But it gives a, a strong, sweet flavor. Yeah, I remember from the last time I was in Mexico. That you can bring some like that. Yeah, you know, if you're going to make a pirotada, you got to use piloncillo. If you're not yeah. using piloncillo, it's not right. capirotada. That's right. Capirotada? Yeah. What's that? It's like a, it's a Mexican bread pudding. Mm -hmm. uh. So. It, it's like it's a Mexican bread pudding, just raisins, like raisins, raisins bread, cheese. Yeah, it's a little cheese, bit different, but stuff. it's good eats. Oh, I love capitala. Why are Why aren't you guys uh, doing pop ups with all this stuff? Oh, who says we're not? Eh? Oh, uh, well, then I need to know. Well, so you you talking about you're going to um, Monterey for Green Mountain Grills? Is there a kind of a a, a scene there? A restaurant using them? Are people using them at home? Well, you know, uh, you know, over there they like to do a lot of live fire cooking mm -hmm. and stuff all over. But not everybody can cook in Monterey in town. They can't just throw a live fire right in town. So we think uh, Green Mountain Grill is a good fit right there for the porch. Yep. So we got a few pellet grills out there already. It's the first pellet grill that I know of in Mexico. Yep. And uh, Luis got a couple and some other people got some and they're starting to spread. They had a competition there, the Tomahawk Grill they had over uh, in May, right? Yeah, um, uh, June. And we had yeah. one team compete with the Green Mountain Grill and he made, he got a grill, top yeah. three call. And I think it was chicken or ribs, one of them. Yeah, it was Cadillac with yeah, uh, the grill team. Grill team. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And they, they, they placed with the Green Mountain Grill. and uh, So it's just something that I think is needed. Uh, we got vendors over there that are starting to push Green Mountain Grill. So I'm, I'm going to start going to these vendor spots. Like Ace Hardware? Yeah, kind of like Ace Hardware, but it's uh, it's like Julio's. Yeah. Julio's Barbecue Shop or something. You know, That's amazing. Know, but uh, I might so, have to so, I might have to jump in your truck for one of these trips. So they do got yeah, you know go. they do got barbecue stores popping up over there now and selling grills and stuff and uh, charcoals and rubs and stuff. So it, it's starting to grow like kind of like here like this style of cooking so they're trying to bring and like Luis is trying to start like offset like IBCA competition over there so yep. where they do chicken and brisket and ribs and they did have chicken for the first time at the Tomahawk Grill and some of them cooks didn't even know how to they didn't know what half chicken was you know honestly yep. not, not even how but to they it. had to kind of help everybody how to cut it just kind of help them out yep. and but go ahead tell, tell us about the Tomahawk Grill oh yeah uh, the purpose of Tomahawk Grill is trying to to do competition style like IBCA in Mexico, so we we adopt the same format in the handout times, you know, 12, 1:30, 3 p.m., which people love it because normally in Mexico the in the competition the handouts are maybe each 10 minutes, which is uh, puts a lot of pressure on you. So every 10 minutes, yeah, every 10 minutes, <laughs> yeah. So you have like two or three judges coming to your table to judge there. So imagine in 10 minutes you have to clean and then get ready for the other uh, judges. Yeah. And now what we do is also we standardize the, the proteins that we want to use. So everybody's cooking half chicken, everybody's doing barbecue ribs. And we didn't do a, uh, do a brisket this time because it was the first 
we want to get people first adjust to, to the competition and, and the hours. And instead of brisket, we did tomahawks. But for the tomahawks, we use a format as SCA, which we put a table with all the tomahawks. So everybody, you, you got a number, you choose your tomahawk, and everybody was cooking on the same base of, of protein. Yeah. So, because sometimes a guy cannot afford to buy a wagyu. Yeah. So the other guys has an, a, a, an advantage. advantage. Yeah. So these guys were cooking all with the same level, with the same uh, quality. So that's a good yeah. way to do it. Yeah. And another thing. That's a good way to do it. I think, you know, you see all those guys buying Wagyu and this and that, and not everyone can afford that. So yeah. if you want to yeah. make it a fair competition, that's a good way to do it. And then their competitions, you know, like you might be cooking a tuna, you might be cooking a steak, you might be cooking a cabrito, I might be doing a paella. So you're judging, it's kind of like a jackpot. Like an you, you, right, you're judging all kinds of things. And here what Luke's trying to do, and uh, after talking to a lot of the teams over there, because I want to kind of go help judge and kind of help yeah. run that part, uh, they all like that. They all cook chicken. So we were competing chicken against chicken, ribs against ribs, and tomahawk against tomahawk. So they thought it was a lot better playing field, man. And the awards, dude, they get so excited up there. I mean, you think you're a soccer match, man. It's like when <laughs> yeah. when they're doing good in soccer, and they're like, whoa, you know, oh, man. It's very entertaining, dude. It, it's, a, it's a great thing. Uh, I think it's going to take off, you know, doing uh, competitions kind of like we do here. And uh, so I'll come back a couple of more times to help Luis try to get this going and try to see if we can get some kind of little bit more rules, standard, not maybe rules, but just more, more guidelines. More, more guide, little guidelines make it e easier. To we can, we have a, a, a breaded tomahawk, remember? Yeah, we had someone made like a, a tomahawk beef wellington. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Right? It was amazing. It made top five. I think it was third place. Um, so yeah. the rules aren't that strict as far as no. no. Right now we were like we had some uh, we had some teams come in and um, so the rules you know I guess they didn't really understand some of the rules that we had put out the meeting and and with both I mean the teams and the judges right because so it was learning for the judges that we had there helping us and for the team so like we didn't turn people away so like you know one mm. guy brought a string wrapped around his steak he forgot to take it off. Here you get this disqualified. And that Lobedian also. Yeah, but over there I was like, look, you can't have this. We'll get disqualified. But we didn't want to scare or piss nobody off. We want to come back. It's a yeah. learning It's a learning yeah. curve for everybody. So, you know, I would let you them know. call people out. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, just, I'll just tell them right there, like, you can't have the string. I'll take it off. Yeah. But next time. Uh -huh. And then they'll bring the ticket upside down or the wrong way. So we'll just fix it right there. So the ticket needs to be like on the bottom or whatever. And, so they like the blind judging too. They like because you know they was exciting because before they just kind of call your name or it's kind of, and here's like you need know, gotta call the movie ticket number out so you know you can see it in their eyes because I was up on the stage and you kind of like six, two, three and they're all getting hyped up because they're like, and then you call the last number and it's like oh uh -huh. and then you hear other people like cheering so, I I think it's it's something pretty great over there that I think they're gonna like and we, respond we, to. We have one guy that he got got so excited that. He tore up apart yeah, his pants. pants. Yeah, he was gonna the... jump on stage. He thought there were stairs. He just, yeah, he just missed it, fell, ripped his pants up, and everything. But they're all having. He, a good he still time. went out up, and yeah, he didn't care about it. Tore. He was like, they, they won. It was like, yeah. it's pretty neat. So yeah, man, I'm excited. Hopefully, they get uh, something going on over there. And are you, uh, you know, you must need like security. You're probably like a celebrity down there in a in a all different way, right? We got him four four girls to score him around. <laughs> nah, <I'm scared>. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nobody knows me down there. That's really good. Yeah, nobody. Knows. Oh, okay. Well, nobody so knows me here either. So. Well, we're starting to do that because uh, we have some good guys. Well, yeah, no, you know, not not to not trying to brag or nothing, but the mascot was there for what was it? The food. The That's the baseball team, the, Sultanes. The baseball the Sultanes team. He was out there. He was walking around. I was walking around. And I think I was taking more pictures than him, and he was. <laughs> I think he was getting yeah, mad. He, he was just looking at us. Everybody wanted to take a picture with me, but hey, well, yeah, whatever. It's because you were standing next to him, so he got excited because everyone running <laughs> to him, and then yeah. they all went to you. But sure. yeah, but that was a good time over there, man. I'm looking forward to coming back. Yeah, and we have some some guys here in Monterey also, like uh, Adrian from Ladies Barbecue, yeah. Eugenio and all Jimmy Wilson, uh, all those guys that are, are bringing the the traditional barbecue. To Monterey and, and it's being being well represented right now, so I think right now is a, a very good moment for barbecue in Mexico because there are a lot of guys that are trying to pro promote it. So Brian Brian's back. He's 
He's a little sweaty. He's been working oh, yeah. fire. It's, it's not a cold day here in Austin, Texas in July. It kind of sounds like that Aaron Watson song. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your uh, what's your message to the enthusiasts, the guys that are sitting in a pit room? You know, uh, Justin said he he listens to the show. So, what's your message to the guys sitting there trying to trying trying to get good? You should never give up, man. Keep doing it. Keep practicing. I mean, what I do is like you you make brisket. And it's a good brisket that day. The next time you make a brisket, you want you want to outdo the brisket you made the day the, the time before. So. It's just practice, keep practicing, and, and get, like, uh, like Clay said earlier, fire management, I mean, that's real important. That's the most important out of any, any cook is your fire, and uh, just keep on going, burn, burning that fire and getting good. Would you rather have Wagyu meat and a crappy pit or a good pit and select? Good pit and select. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah, all all the time, all day yeah. long. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you have a story about when you might have wanted to give up or when you might have wanted to stop and you were like, nope, I'm just going to keep going? Uh, yeah, I have plenty of those stories. You know, like doing cooks all the time, like if I did, as I have a full-time job as well. So, right. you know, you come in, you, you do caters after work and stuff, and sometimes you, you just poop from work and coming home and it's like, oh, man, I got to start prepping for that catering job or, you know, and it, it, it's, 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 it, it's it, it, takes its, it takes its toll on you, you know. Doing it day in and day out, so I mean, I, I give props to all the guys that are out and doing this for a living. It, it's a lot of work. Well, and you're 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 making a living, and I mean, most people they go to work and then they come home and they don't even like they can barely pick up the remote control, you know. Yeah. And you're working full time doing this, which is probably almost equivalent to another full time job. Yeah. You just got to be passionate about it. You yeah. got to love it. Because if you don't love it and you don't give a shit about it, it's just gonna be shit. You know. That's it. You work hard all day and then you come do this, but if you got the passion for it. I mean, it's just like, it's not, it's not work. It's yeah. just, you're doing what you love doing, uh, seeing the reaction of the people. I always say we like to make uh, stomach smiles. <laughs> so, uh, you know, people smiles, they, you see them smiling, but if their stomachs are smiling real good, that, that's a good thing. And, you know, it sounds like you're, you guys are taking some trips to Mexico. Are there any other uh, fun, fun trips planned? Or are we going to see you around Texas most of the time? Well, we got some other stuff in the works, but of course, I don't like to say nothing until yeah, I know it's, it's ink is set in stone because I don't want to be like, oh, I thought gun. you were going to go do this. What happened? So, you know, um, you know, we always got stuff in, you know, we always got our irons in the fire. Yeah. Some don't work out. Some do, you know, I always say like we're raising corn, you know, sometimes it gets too much water and it dies or they don't get enough water and some of it gets to the right amount and it works out. So it's a. Uh, we got stuff in the works. Uh, just be looking out. Be looking yeah. out for Brian. You know. What's uh, you guys use Instagram the most or? Yeah, where's the I'm best on place? Instagram more than Facebook for sure. My wife's on it more. Yeah, than Brian is is that Brian the sexy guy? I mean the the barbecue guy. The Brian bar- the barbecue, barbecue guy. The Brian Papi Chulo. Yeah, Papi Chulo. <laughs> we, we're gonna give him three names today. He's got the best beard in barbecue too. So if you got questions about, uh, I don't know, man. Keep, you got a pretty beard too. Oh, he likes to use Smoking X beard products. <laughs> it's just biscuit. I use tallow on my tallow, biscuit. Yeah. I, I use tallow on my beard. Beard, yeah. We uh, wanna do the Brian Clay hey, oil company for birds. You, you know, Brian <laughs> with that co- that that compliment coming from um Clay Cowgill, that's a big compliment right oh, there. With, with his beautiful beard he's, as well. He's got me beat. He's got me beat. Man, I like, well, maybe uh, maybe we'll do like a side competition at one of these things. Just best beard. Best beard contest. Oh, yeah. We'll get. Uh, My grandmother wants me to shave it off. You know, every time I go see her at the nursing home, she's like, "When are you taking that off? I want to see your. I want to see your face. It's here. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. yeah. We can get uh, some of those. Uh, who, who was it? Morgan that everyone's taking pictures of with the brisket at. Uh, yeah, Mo- Morgan Modine. Yeah. yeah. Get her or somebody to uh, to to judge a beard comp. Beard and mustache. Damn, I better start growing a beard then. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm working on my You're mustache every day. Yeah. Uh, any other any other words to the the people out there? I mean, you guys really, you know, you're you're an inspiration not only to the people who cook in backyards who do all these competitions, but you know, you're you're a welcome addition to any pit room. Everywhere you go, the doors open, and uh, everyone wants you to hang out with them while they're cooking. So, how do, how do we all get there? Well, if you love doing it, do it. Yeah. Do it because you love doing it. Don't do it because you want to get fame or you want to get a, you want to be a rock star. I mean, it's not easy. 
it's not an easy uh, job. It's not a job, like I said, if you like doing it. Uh, if, if you really want to do it from your heart, I say go for it. But if you just want to do it like you want to be overnight and try to blow up overnight and be a rock star like Brian or Luis, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, it's a... Uh, <laughs> no rock star, man. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just you do it. It, it ain't easy, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> but it's fun. It, it's, it, I've been blessed by barbecue, you know. I've, I've met a lot of people. I've gone several places. I've been on TV, um, newspapers, whatever, yeah. you know. Heinz sauce. Uh, Heinz sauce, uh, you know, bold and spicy. Texas bold and spicy Heinz. Yeah, don't be matos. But anyways, yeah, you know, I've been blessed by barbecue, and it's just, it just happens. You know, I just I just love doing it. It just keeps happening, you know. Uh, I've been blessed with a bunch of opportunities and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, we just keep seeing where this train takes us and um, take Brian. But I think Brian done passed me on the Amtrak. He got a speed train, but. <laughs> But that's all right. You know, I'm going to help them all I can also. So we work together, you know. It's Is like, there a place to follow along this uh, this competitions in Mexico on Monterey? Do you just follow Luis or? Yeah, you can uh, follow my Instagram. It's Luis Rivas 87 yeah, I'll, I'll link it. And give him the Heimlich. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we, we post there a lot of stuff of competitions that we're going to go on or any special event trying to help other guys to get promotion also there. Hey, Clay's okay. He's just on the ground. We're, we're going to continue this interview. He's fine. <laughs> he's he's working on, what, 10 hours of sleep? Eight hours no, of sleep? I got like 16. 16 oh, hours of sleep from, from the cook yesterday. I, I thought you looked fresh today. Yeah, I went home and went to bed at 2, and then I woke up at 7. So I, I, I like your shirt. It says Pit Boss. Nice. Is that your own brand of shirts? No, this is Texas Monthly. Oh, okay. All right. It's soft and comfortable. Nice. And you can find Clay every Saturday at Snow's Barbecue. Except August 3rd. We'll be be closed. Yeah, and why are you closing? My wife said that's one reason we went yesterday, too, because she said it's going to be closed for her birthday. I think. And uh, I go, I don't know if they're closed. She goes, this says they're closed. No, I think they just want a break and want to go out and party. Hey, y'all deserve it. Yeah, Yeah. you need that once in a while, man. Yeah, he'll probably go to the beach or something. Who knows? Or San Marcos, go tubing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. Let's do it. We'll do it, man. Yeah. So, what? Uh, last question, quick go around. What's uh, what's your favorite way to relax after a long cook or a long day? Go to the river, too. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Cold water. Cold water. Yeah. Cold water. Absolutely. So it's badass about living in San Marcos. You got San Marcos River. Jump in there. Fucking badass. Spring I like water. to walk about five miles. <laughs> kind of cool down. Do some bicycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, you know, follow these guys. They're all over, kind of like me, traveling and chasing the dream. Uh, so I appreciate it. You guys are truly, uh, you know, it's an honor to have you all in Austin cooking. And I'm excited to eat this food here in a couple hours. Thank you. All right. Thank you, brother. Man, I should have said next week or two I'll have a big announcement coming up. Yeah, you did. I forgot about I, that. I got it. You just said it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Big announcement coming soon, about a week or two. It's can't wait. Looking forward to make this announcement. Hey, to come in and meet man. Y'all see me eat man. Hit on the meat man. Y'all see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I'm going out in Texas, called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green to show in the hell of like a meat. I'm the meat man. Y'all to see me eat.